Hello, friends. This is uh, my weekly forecast of what is ahead. Um, it's a pretty clear forecast this week, uh, and it's chaotic. Uh, we're going to witness two high-stakes games of chicken. Now, uh, it's important to keep them apart because they're quite different. The first game will be between Senate Democrats and Senate Republicans, and it's going to be over raising the debt ceiling and extending funding the government beyond Thursday. Uh, the two issues here uh, are really quite different. Funding is the more immediate need because obviously if no agreement is reached by Thursday night, the government is going to shut down. The debt ceiling itself doesn't have to be raised until the treasury runs out of money and pay uh, to pay the government's bills, which won't happen until mid or late October. So keep them distinct. Funding is for the future uh, beyond Thursday at midnight, and debt ceiling is really about paying the bills. And as I said last week, raising that debt ceiling uh, is really about uh, spending that's already occurred. A higher debt ceiling doesn't authorize new federal spending. It's just uh, about past spending. Raising it simply allows the government to pay its bills. Failure to raise it by the time the Treasury runs out of money to pay those bills would mean a cataclysmic default now, by the United States uh, on its obligations. It's never happened before. Uh, on the other hand, funding the government is about future spending, and that starts, again, midnight Thursday. Without new funding authority, the government cannot spend a dime. And this results, and we've seen it before, in a shutdown. We've been through several shutdowns in recent memory. I was uh, in two of them when I was ran uh, Secretary of Labor, and I can tell you they were not pretty, pretty awful things. Uh, some Americans don't get the services they depend on when you have a government shutdown. Government workers don't get the paychecks they depend on. Oh, and there's a political cost as well. Generally speaking, the party that voters blame for causing a shutdown is penalized in the next election. You might want to remember Newt Gingrich, um, what happened in 1990, what was it, 1996. So what's behind this game of chicken? Republicans don't want to be seen raising the debt ceiling because they plan to run in next year's midterm election on fiscal prudence. Obviously, it's ironic because most of the debt piled up since the debt ceiling was last raised, raised came from Trump and Republican lawmakers. But 99% of the public mistakenly believes the debt ceiling is about future spending. Uh, now, this is exactly why Democrats would rather collapse the two together, that is, funding the government beyond Thursday and also raising the debt ceiling, thereby forcing Republicans into the awkward position of either voting to raise the debt ceiling or causing the government to shut down. The House has already bound the two issues together. Uh, it passed a bill to fund the government through early December that includes an increase in the debt ceiling, as well as disaster relief and a few other things Republicans want. In this game of chicken, Senate Democrats are now daring Republicans to publicly vote against this combined bill and thereby cause a shutdown. If Republicans absolutely refuse, well, the only way to avoid a shutdown is for Nancy Pelosi and House Democrats to quickly pass a new resolution for funding without the debt ceiling provision, which Senate Republicans have said they will sign. You following me? I mean, it sounds 
it's it's it sounds complicated, but it really is important to understand, uh, because in the meantime, to increase the pressure on Republicans, the Office of Management and Budget has given federal agencies instructions for what to do in case of a shutdown. Now, that's that's the first big high stakes game of chicken. It's going to happen this week. It's between Democrats in the House um, and uh, and uh, I'm sorry, between Republican Republican senators and Democratic senators. But the second high-stakes game of chicken this week is between Democrats in the House of Representatives themselves, between progressives and so-called moderates. Uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, you may recall, promised that the two giant bills now moving through Congress would be voted on together in the House. The $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill that's already passed the Senate and the $3.5 trillion so-called Build Back Better plan containing the rest of Joe Biden's agenda, which can only get through the Senate as a reconciliation bill requiring a bare majority. Now, Nancy Pelosi promised this because House progressives refused to vote for the infrastructure bill on its own without a simultaneous vote on the larger bill, out of obvious fear that the moderates in the party would approve infrastructure, but then balk at the rest. Yet to be responsive to House moderates, Pelosi promised a vote on infrastructure by September 27th, which is today. The problem, of course, is she can't deliver on both promises because the $3.5 trillion Build Back Better plan is not ready. But if Pelosi follows through and schedules a vote on infrastructure without Build Back Better, progressives are threatening to vote against the infrastructure bill, which is likely to kill the bill because Democrats have a very small three-vote lead over Republicans in the House, and it's unlikely any Republican will vote for the infrastructure bill. But unless Pelosi schedules a vote on infrastructure today, or very soon, roughly a dozen House moderates are threatening to vote against the bigger Build Back Better bill when it comes up. Uh, so what do we make of all of this? I, I think the, there is a lesson here. Uh, the bottom line is that neither of these games of chicken would be nearly as fraught if Democrats were united. Uh, but although they hold narrow majorities in both the House and the Senate, Democrats are not united. They're less united than Republicans. Uh, Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy uh, the Senate and Re House Republican leaders, respectively, all they have to do is simply snap their fingers and Republicans, Republicans get in line. But Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi, the Democratic leaders, they, they can snap their fingers all they want and Democrats go their separate ways. Biden, well, he snaps his fingers and congressional Democrats politely yawn. So why this symmetry in terms of Republicans being so united and Democrats being disunited, disunited it goes very deep. Uh, and it's uh, I've seen it now for almost 40 years. I suspect it's because Republicans are by nature, and I'm generalizing here, obviously, authoritarian. Uh, they are disciplined. They march together. Democrats, on the other hand, um, one can generalize about this, but I think it's a fair generalization. They are by nature anti-authoritarian. They are undisciplined. They let a thousand flowers bloom. Uh, but listen, make no mistake, this asymmetry could destroy Biden's 
entire agenda and thereby undermine America's future, uh, the stakes could not be higher. So here's a question for you. If you were in the Democratic leadership now, what would you do? What would you advise on these two games of chicken?